The meaning of the word meridian. You have to do meanings now? Mm-hmm. That's what not spelling. The, what the, yeah. And he gave a great circle of the celestial sphere passing through its poles and the zenith. I was going to say somewhere in the middle. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. I am the worst speller in the United States of America. Just declaring that right here. All so right. So if you're is... going to play your game here and to ask <laughs> right, me, can go. I get this word? Is that what you were going to do? Yep, 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 yep. All right. The answer is so no. The script spelling bee is underway. Uh, quarterfinals are this morning, and we have one Wisconsin contestant. It's a seventh grader from Madison. His name is Aiden. I apologize. I'm going to mispronounce his last name likely. It's Waja Kulasuria. So Aiden Wajak, thank you, Wajakula Saria uh, from Madison. He spelled two words correctly yesterday, and he also gave the meaning of a word correctly. So the first word he spelled correctly was Bahavrihi. Bahurihi. That's not an English word. Yeah. Uh, the history is Sanskrit. Right. That's not Bahu an English word. <sighs> Who are you mad at, me? <laughs> no, I'm mad at scripts. <laughs> Anyone want to try to give it a shot? Nope. It's B-A-H-U-V-R-I-H-I. That's not an English... <laughs> so then the All next right, so one... so he got that one. And then okay. he had to... God bless him. Give the, ...give the meaning of the word meridian. The meaning of the word meridian. You have to do meanings now? Mm-hmm. That's not spelling. What the, yeah. And he gave a great circle of the celestial sphere passing through its poles and the zenith. I was going to say somewhere in the middle. Yeah, right? (laughs) The meridian. It's more more median than meridian, isn't it? It's a line and it goes uppy-downy on the map. Yeah. And then the last one he had to spell was burpee. Burpee. B-U-R-P-E-E. Burpee. I knew Correct. that one. Burpee. Yay, what is the, uh, That's the devil's exercise. What's the origin of burpee? Mr. Penrod's gym class. Nah. <laughs> is that an acceptable answer? <laughs> All right, so he's, but he's through this, this first round. So, yeah, so what he, he comes him? back to quarterfinals this morning. I'm feeling a lot more uh, confident. I don't have a lot of expectations, but my goal was just because um, before last time I came here, I got through three rounds, um, so by getting through these three rounds, I'm proud of where I am, and whatever happens next, I'm okay with. Yeah, so he came in 51st a couple of years ago, now he's back there, quarterfinals, see if he can move on and get into the prime time tonight. Let's go, Aiden. Yes. Brandon Snyde has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers were back at it last night, this time north of the border in Toronto. It started out good for Milwaukee after the Brewers scored two in the first inning. But then the Blue Jays responded with four more of their own in the bottom of the first. Hauser's first offering to him is a hard-hit ground ball back up the middle and into center field. Weimer charging it. Springer's around third. He's going to score. And the Blue Jays... Played a run of their own at the bottom of the first. It's a two to one ball game. The Jays would take the lead in the first inning and never look back, shutting the Brewers' offense down and defeating Milwaukee Tuesday night by a final score of seven to two. Adrian Hauser got the start, going four and one thirds inning 
while surround, surrendering six earned runs. Yeah, I mean, it was really just, it was really, I thought, the first inning he struggled with. He struggled with his fastball a little bit in the first inning. Didn't really have a curveball tonight. You know, he saw a lot of bounce, off-speed pitches. Got his fastball going as the, as the game went on. I thought he made some good pitches with the fastball and did a, did, did a good job. But, um, you know, like I said, when you, when they put four on you in the first inning, any any four-run inning in a nine-inning game is, is, is going to be tough to come on. The Brewers have now lost four of their last five games and will look to bounce back tonight in Toronto. First pitch is set for 6-0-7. The Milwaukee Admirals are in the midst of a special playoff run. John Greenberg, the president of the ad, says there's no better place to be than Milwaukee following a couple of long road trips. Oh, my goodness. It felt like we had been gone for a year. Uh, you know, The last home game was on May 13th, so a 16-day break. Uh, from playing in front of our own fans, and you could definitely tell the difference with our guys. We played a great game on Monday night, and uh, uh, the energy and the enthusiasm with our fans in the building really helped a ton. So it's great to be home. The Admirals don't play at home until Thursday after winning Game 3 in Milwaukee on Monday night. The question, though, why wait three days in between Games 3 and 4? Yeah, a couple of graduation days in the uh, Panther Arena on Tuesday and Wednesday, and so... Uh, we will get back at it on Thursday, play game four. And then uh, since we won on um, on Monday, uh, it opened up game five. So that is on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. The puck will drop Thursday night at the Panther Arena between Milwaukee and Coachella Valley. The ads are currently down two games to one. Again, with the dire warnings about developing technology that may ultimately destroy us. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hello, how do you read me? Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. It's not a real voice. Uh, this box just interprets signals from the computer and turns them into sound. Shall we play a game? Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Another warning this morning from the very people developing advanced technology that they can't stop, cannot slow down, and cannot save us from themselves. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? Yes, let's get it going. Top executives in the field of artificial intelligence signing on to a statement from the nonprofit Center for AI Safety suggesting societal disruptions and worse are in the fore. If research and development of AI is not throttled down, ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan live with us from Dallas this morning. Jim, let's uh, let's start with what is in this statement. What are these dire warnings from tech developers? Well, they're not very specific, and the statement is only 22 words, Vince. Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war. That's the whole statement. Then it's signed by a long list of researchers, of college professors, people involved in artificial intelligence development, and some of those who are involved in putting the stuff on the market, including Elon Musk and and the, the co-founder of uh, of Apple. So it's not just something that it's sort of back there in the in the realm of Chicken Little or Luddites who are concerned about this. This is people. These are people who are actually involved in developing this stuff. In. Right. Well, and Jim, here's what's interesting to me is that we've heard uh, these guys banging the pots and pans now for several months. Mm -hmm. But why am I no more confident that anything is going to get done about it? 
well, I don't know if you should be because, you know, here we are several months later. Remember, there, there was a call from about a thousand scientists saying that this stuff needs to be slowed down. The development should be halted, at least for now, until it can be studied. Well, it's continued, the development, the marketing, the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the selling of this stuff out on the market as it goes on just as it did before. And I think that they're dealing again with two different forces here. First, the forces of technology and research and development, but then the, the forces of competition, right? So you've got all these companies, ChatGPT is involved in this, Apple is working on this, Google, and they're all working against each other to come up with the best and the fastest artificial intelligence, and yet now they have to sit down in a room, set competition aside, and try to work on ways to, to save humanity. It's a tall order. Talking with ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan from Dallas this morning about this most recent statement about the dire consequences of AI developing unchecked. I, You know, Jim, Eric and I talk about this a lot, and I'm searching for some precedent in human history where we've actually been able to throttle back technological development. Like, it just seems like we're not capable of that. If we can imagine it, if we can do it, we can't help but continue to research it. Well, right. I guess uh, nuclear weapons would be a good example of that. But, uh, I mean, as as tense as the Cold War was, the Cuban Missile Crisis and all that, uh, at least nobody set off a nuclear bomb, right, since World War II. So, uh, you know, I, I think in that case, if, the, if there's a, a, a comparison to be made, the U.S. and the Soviet Union, eventually China all sat down in a room and said, it's mutually assured destruction if somebody sets something off. It may be, it might look something like that in the world of artificial intelligence and the companies that are working on those things. Jim Ryan from ABC News. Always good to talk to you, Jim. See you guys. I imagine we'll be discussing this again. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) We need a six-month pause. Let's see if that happens. But we can't. They're all calling for it. So you would have a public pause, but then quietly all of these organizations will still continue their thing. Right, exactly, because they think, well... We think we shouldn't do it, but I don't trust that you're going to abide by it, so we're going to still do our thing. Right. We're on a collision course. Oh. News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management market update. Dow Jones Industrial Average was off nearly 51 points, or just under 51 points, to 33,043. The NASDAQ closed up 42 to 13,017, and in trading on Tuesday, uh, no movement really in the S&P 500. That closed at 42.06. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Get help now. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. Hey, Vince, aren't you supposed to be in this meeting? of Wisconsin's morning news. If you drove by the pothole repair operation on Brown Deer Road yesterday, you may have taken notice of a particularly senior member of the road repair crew. (laughs) Well, no, so you would typically expect the... Unnecessary shot. Well, when you drive by folks fixing potholes, you expect to see the younger men and women out there Mm -hmm. doing the road repair. It's hard work. It's physical labor. You got the the hot mix, the asphalt there. You got shovels. You got the tamper. You got to bang that down a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. Expect them to be on the younger end of the spectrum, wouldn't you? Well, this road crew at 51st and Brown Deer yesterday morning had a guy past retirement age scooping the hot mix right there into the roadbed, 71 years old. We've fixed the damn roads. We've been... (laughs) Governor Tony Evers, which you recall right there in the waning days of the campaign, was asked about, you know, like, make, make your case for governor. And he's like, look, we did this, we did this. I fixed the damn roads. What do you, what do you want from me? 
Vote for me or don't. <laughs> I just lo- I love that little clip from him. But Governor Evers this morning will continue his statewide pothole patrol tour, which landed in our area yesterday. There's Governor Evers. He had the shovel in hand. He had the roadside vest on. But he was doing the work. It would have been cool if they had a different program. Instead of calling it Pothole Patrol, if they called it, like, Fix the Damn Roads. <laughs> Governor Evers, <laughs> That'd been awesome. Fix the Damn Roads Tour 23. <laughs> that would have been awesome. He's actually done this uh, in a number of years. He is uh, scheduled to be in western Wisconsin today, so he'll be in Eau Claire and La Crosse areas. Chippewa Falls specifically at noon. On Alaska, just outside of La Crosse at 145. He's, of course touting the infrastructure investments that he pledged in his state budget, which is still being debated. Uh, Republicans in the state legislature are largely starting from scratch on that, but the governor is saying, look, uh, roads and road repairs and maintenance and new roads, all that's been a priority for me. So that's the purpose of the pothole tour, not so much that he's doing a lot of hard work. And actually, if you want to know the math on that, do this one. He's got an hour and a half drive from Chippewa Falls today to Onalaska, with the media events less than two hours apart. So you probably can't count on the governor for a full shift up there <laughs> doing his thing with the road crew. It's legit a, a photo op, but it gave us an opportunity to we fix the damn roads. Play that again. 643 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers dropped game one of three against Toronto on Tuesday night. This one by a final score of 7-2. to Adrian Hauser got the start for the Brewers, tossing four and one-thirds innings while surrendering six earned runs. With the, with the loss, the Brewers have now dropped four of their last five games and will look to rebound tonight against the Blue Jays. Coverage begins right here on WTMJ beginning at 5.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Milwaukee Brewers have lost four of their last five games and six of their previous ten. After starting the season winning 14 of their first 19 games, the Brew Crew currently is sitting with a 28-26 and 26 record. The reason for the slide, injuries are for sure an argument, I suppose. But the lack of offense is the biggest reason of them all. In other words, it stinks. Jesse Winker, who the Brewers had high hopes for, has yet to find his swing while fighting an injury of his own. Luke Voigt, who once led the American League in home runs, was recently designated for assignment. The Brewers' offense ranks dead last in the majors when faced with a deficit and dead last in OPS in the 8th and ninth innings. Doesn't sound like quite the recipe for success now, does it? Look, I don't think I'm breaking any news here, but if this team is going to be anything this summer, somewhere, somehow, this offense, this team must find its groove. Is that just turning it around at the plate, as simple as that is? Maybe. Is it going out and making a move? Is it sticking with guys like Bryce Terrain and Joey Weimer, allowing them to figure out their rookie struggles? This team, currently as constructed, to me at least, is good enough to compete and win the National League Central. But they must rely on guys that are being paid here to provide that offense. All of them, Rowdy Telez, Christian Yelich, Willie Adamas, to name a few, have failed to do so for the most part. If the Brewers are going to have a party this summer, and they're going to party with the cheesehead, the offense needs to bring the juice. If not, prepare, Brewers fans. It will be a long and ugly storm in Milwaukee.
It's about 10 minutes before 7 o'clock here on this Wednesday morning. Wisconsin's morning news headline in Dan Bice's column in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. U.S. Rep. Gwen Moore used her leadership pack on lobster, limos, and wine country luxury. Hi, I'm Gwen Moore. The Honorable Gwen Moore, representative from Wisconsin's 4th Congressional District, a seat she's held for 18 years, written up for essentially using her political action committee as a lavish slush fund. We gather unified in spirit, unified in our values and purpose to heal divisions and together move the nation confidently into a prosperous, inclusive future. That was the Congresswoman speaking at the 2020 Democratic National Convention here in Milwaukee. Apparently she's been gathering a lot and including a lot of people at a cost of hundreds of thousands of donor dollars funneled into her pack, including, according to Bice, $96,000 on travel, $48,000 on food and beverages, including 16 trips to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and a $1,000 tab at Luke's Lobster in Chicago. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate at 1017 The Truth, is with us this morning. Ken, these packs are not illegal. They are set up so politicians can do some whining and dining, meet with donors, do other things, and members of Congress on both sides of the aisle do it that said this is quite a tab not really though <laughs> it's not she doesn't have a lot of money in her pack i mean when you look at well, other not anymore packs, well <laughs> that's what it's for right. like this this is this doesn't make any sense to me like out of all the time that gwen moore has been here for 18 years you gotta peep out of her here or there well same thing with tom barrett but anyway um at, at some point why now What's the big deal now? Everybody in America, that is why you have a political action committee, a leadership political action committee, no doubt. Well, were they not designed, as the article states, to allow members of Congress to fundraise and then use that to contribute to not only things other like people. this, but right, other right. people, sure. other ways. So sure. uh, I like, uh, I'm a member of Congress. I like Dr. Ken. He's running for office. I raise money here. This right. allows me through that to funnel money into your campaign to support various political ideals. Right. But when you talk to me, you invite me we and my entourage lobster? out for lobster. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody does. That's what Bush did. That's what Reagan did. That's what Clinton did. That's what Obama did. Why is it a problem now? Well, it, okay, take one more out of it. Is it a problem at all? No. Either side of the aisle, no, all because, this money being raised. Because now you know where the money is coming in, and you know where the money is going out. That's what it's for. There's an accounting for sure. it, and if it bothers you, then fine, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And they turned everything over, everything he asked for, he got, so what's the problem? I think one other thing that stood out to me is uh, in the article, again, Dan Bice in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporting that... Um, Gwen Moore's leadership pack wrote seven checks to her sister, Brenda Moore, for a total of $22,000 in fundraising and consulting. She was paid $232,000 in salary for work on her sister's reelection campaign. Okay. Gwen Moore could get reelected without sending out a flyer. That doesn't mean people don't work right. for you. And everybody I know, their For a quarter of a million dollars families, to get her reelected? Their families work on their packs. Come on. That's, that's, the, ga- that's the whole game. The game is you get to hire your family, you get to hire your friends, you get to hire the children of those people who have assisted you and given you money. That's that's That whole system is set up for that very reason. I have no problem with it because it is transparent. Well, I do think one thing that's interesting about members of Congress, and you even see this at the local level, where you're talking, we had a number of aldermen and women over the years right. rung up on, you know, using their and using your specific campaign funds for things like that. That's against the rules. So that's what Correct. they got rung up on. But Correct. either way, you have folks oftentimes from modest means, right? 
just mm-hmm. regular old people. All of a sudden, you're in Congress. And you got a couple million dollars. And and you're rubbing elbows with millionaires, and in some cases, billionaires. And you're at the same cocktail parties as all that, but you're not at their level. And Mm -hmm. it seems like oftentimes these things are set up to bring them up to that level. I just don't want, legal as it may be, man, nobody wants to have their representatives like on the take. Nobody puts them in office to go out there and all of a sudden lead this lavish lifestyle. But you're running with people who lead a lavish lifestyle. The people that gave you the money are leading a lavish lifestyle. And Sweet, if you don't naive, fit the, innocent right. Patrono. Well, let them pay for it. You're so cute over there. <laughs> like, really? My goodness. Like, really? Go to Washington I almost, I almost asked him the most offensive question you could ask. <laughs> almost. All right, it's out now. Go ahead. How old are you? <laughs> right. I mean, at some point. Old enough to know right. better. Right. Yes, I am. Come on. You, you are an experienced journalist who's been around the block a couple times and you know that that's just that's why they created it like if you look at the intricacy of the differences in the packs you know you know they created this only for a person like a state senator Barack Obama to become a US senator Barack Obama and before he finishes his term become president of the United States that's what it's for and you've uh, you're so if I can define your position as long as it's above board and it's reported and transparent, you don't see, yes. right? You don't see any, you know, irregularities, influence, ir- influence issues, or anything like. that. Well, yeah, there's always going to be influence issues. That's why it's created. The fact that they called it a leadership pack. Who exactly are you leading with this five ten million dollars? I've only been to Ruth's Chris once myself. It was real tasty. I go there. I go there a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate at 1017 The Truth, contribute to his pack. Do you want to give us your? No, I'm, just, I'm actually starting one. Are you? Yes, I am. And what are you going to do with it? Besides, besides dine out. I haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> well, I'm available. 6:57 on Wisconsin's morning news business headlines. Up next with the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Pewaukee residents will have another coffee option starting June 20th when Big B opens its new drive-through on Watertown Road. Beyond coffee, Big B's menu includes sandwiches and muffins. A Milwaukee manufacturer's decision to close a Fond du Lac plant will eliminate 77 jobs. EIS North America, based in Milwaukee's third ward, owns and will close that LK Interior Systems plant. About seven acres on Forest Home Avenue in Hales Corners sell for $3.5 million to developer Wimmer Communities. Future plans have not been announced. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.